0: Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to the digital classroom podcast. On today's episode, I have a really exciting interview for y'all. I had the pleasure of chatting with Jessa Ray. She is a life coach for busy work at home moms. And in today's episode, we're chatting about how to balance working from home with your family and juggling all the home tasks and everything in between. Super excited for you guys to listen. Before we jump in, I do want to remind you that this is the month that my book launches. So, so, so excited for the teacher turned dot, dot, dot book to release at the end of this month. If you want to learn more about everything that's going to be in the book and get it pre-ordered, you can go check it out at teacherturnedfreelancer.com forward slash book. And that link will be there in the show notes for you as well. All right, y'all, let's jump into today's combo with Jessa. It's time to take that first step out of teaching. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, Jessa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So let's just kind of start out this episode with having you tell us a little bit about you and then
1: we'll jump into our topic for today. That sounds great. So I, like I said, my name is Jessa and I started working from home when I had my first son. And I actually worked in corporate America in human resources for a big company. And at the time, you know, it was great. And then I had my son, and he had some health issues in that first year. And it was really hard going back to work and leaving him day after day. And I decided that it was time to do my own thing. And I found virtual assistant work. And then I grew that into an OBM job. And now I'm doing coaching. And I'm helping mamas just like me, who were completely overwhelmed with trying to balance working and being home with their kids. It's gonna be so hard to do both. And I feel like it's such a nice thing to have the opportunity to work from home and be with your kids and make your own schedule that sometimes we take on too much. And I was definitely that mama (laughs) trying to do all the things by myself. And I learned so much in those first couple of years on how to balance working from home and being the mom that I wanted to be, the mom that I want to be currently. And currently I have two little boys and a little girl who is probably going to be about a month old at the time (laughs) that you get to hear this. So it's super exciting and a whole new chapter for me and my family as we grow. That's amazing.
0: I see a lot of parallels in my story and your story. Um, I yeah. started my business when my daughter was born. And I think all of my listeners will see the parallels as well. And mm-hmm. that balance can be so challenging of trying to juggle work and our family life and taking care of the home and all of that. So I'm really, really excited to kind of pick your brain
1: today. Yeah, I feel a lot of mamas are that way. It's that new life beginning that you decide that you want to make this big change. And I hope that it's always the better, right? That that changes for the good. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So We all know
0: that we're overwhelmed with all that's going on in our business and our home and our babies and all of that. So how would our listeners overcome or
1: stop that overwhelm? So there's a couple different things that we can do as mamas to prevent the overwhelm. And whether or not you have littles at home with you or they're in school or you're doing this before babies, whatever it might look like for you. The biggest thing that I have found to help with the overwhelm is giving yourself grace and giving yourself the freedom to change your schedule. Now, I know a lot of us, we follow like this rigorous schedule and say at nine o'clock, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And at 10 o'clock, we're doing this and 11 o'clock, I'm doing that. And that can get overwhelming fast especially if you do have kids at home because they don't always want to follow your schedule, Nope. right? They're going to follow their own schedule. And I always tell my mommies that they have to be willing to give themselves grace and freedom to have fluidity in their schedule, that they have this freedom to take things off the list, to change their schedule and just really mix it up a bit to help prevent that overwhelm. I'm always talking about having a to do list or having three things that you want to accomplish for the day that is not necessarily a meeting or time sensitive. By having this list of three things, you can get what you need done in the day, but there's no timestamp for it. You know, you want to work on your business today and you want to, let's say, work on the social media parts of it. Or maybe you want to update your website, working on a project for your client. You can do that, but maybe you're not doing it from 9 to 10. Maybe you're able to do it from 9 to 9.30. And then again, from 1 to 1.30. And it's giving yourself the ability to do it throughout the day versus doing it in those time block sections. Mm-hmm. I just find that it gives us a little bit more freedom and you can just relax a little bit more in your day, knowing that you can get it done without feeling that overwhelm that you didn't get to do your schedule, how you planned it out. So I feel like that's one of the big ways that I talk a lot about preventing and stopping the overwhelm from ruining and running your day as a mom at home. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think too, one thing
0: that I've tried to do more is Plug in intentional white space in every day. That way, if something does go awry, you have room to rearrange. you You don't want to jam pack your day, and your kids don't want to be jam packed with activities all day long either. They want some freedom and wiggle room. And so, building that yeah. in will help you get the that stuff done too. So you're not feeling overwhelmed there. So I love that. That's a great yeah. tip.
1: Yeah, I love that term white space that you use. That's great. Yeah. So
0: so she's got her list of three things she's going to get done for the day. Do you have any other tips for how she can get everything she wants to get done on that list?
1: Yeah. So to really think about that to-do list and your schedule for the day, I always tell my mamas to pick two things that are related to your business and one thing that's related to your home. Because I have at least found that the balance between home and working can really tip one way or the other, depending on your day. And when you're having a heavy work day, you're picking two things for your business and one thing for your home. And when it's a heavy family day, you're going to flip it. You're going to do two things for your family and maybe one thing for your business by having this room to change things up because you're working from home. Like you get to make your schedule, take advantage, try new things, try that new schedule, try a new system and figure out what's going to work for you and your family. One of the things I like to tell people, especially if you have littles, if they're in school or they're napping, that's your power time. Yep. And I always say like, that's when you're going to get the most work done. So ignore the beeping, the laundry can wait, the dishwasher can wait, (laughs) and take that hour, that two hours, and really work on those pieces that you maybe can't do when your kids are present. You know, maybe you can't record a podcast episode unless they're napping. Do that during that time period. Or maybe you're working on a client project or you're on a Zoom meeting. You need to take that time when it's given to you to be the most productive and know that the laundry, the dishes, the vacuum, it can wait yeah. and allow yourself permission to ignore it. Even if it's just for an hour or two, because your kids can play by themselves for a little bit. You don't need to entertain them the whole time. You can flip the wash. Uh, one of my, I was three-year-old. One of his favorite things to do is help me with the laundry. and he likes to be able to help me take it from the washer to the dryer. It may take me twice as long to do it, but it's an interaction that we both enjoy. And he gets to help out. And I know what he's doing and where he's at. <laughs> you know, because my laundry's in the basement. I have one of those basement houses. So we have to go downstairs. And he's got to help me with it. And he's not, you know, in another room doing who knows what. (laughs) Because he's of that age where he's going to get into some sort of mischief, right? Yep. (laughs) So it's figuring out those things that you can do when the kids are around. So that's productive. And what you can do when they're not around. And then you always need to take some time for yourself. And you want to make sure that you're scheduling in that self-care time. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people to try to do one thing for yourself every day, even if it's something as simple as stopping to get that fancy coffee after school drop-off, or taking an extra 10 minutes in the shower just to be by yourself. Just those little things, whatever it is that makes you happy, going grocery shopping by yourself. There's no judgment. Whatever makes you happy to do those things and find ways to really value yourself and value your time by putting yourself at the top of the list too.
0: Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. And I think when you have that time where your kiddo's napping or at school or whatever, and you sit down to work, you have to have that game plan. You have to have that to-do list of this. These are the tasks I'm going to complete because if you're just like, oh, I have two hours to work but you're not running off of any sort of to-do list of what you plan to get done. You're going to be jumping here and there and here and there. And by the end of that two hours, you might feel like you got nothing done. Whereas if you have, like you said, those three things or two things in your business that you plan to get done, bust those out. And then you feel amazing if you're able to get anything else done.
1: Right. Cause everything else you get done that day is just bonus and you feel accomplished. Cause otherwise, like you said, you're running around, you feel like you got nothing done at the end of the day. That's how you're going to talk to yourself. Yeah. You're going to act as if I got nothing done today because you spent five minutes on 10 tasks versus an hour on one. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. So
0: we've got our business tasks kind of managed, but with all that's going on all the time that we're just like constantly pulled in 10 different directions, how do we prevent the burnout feeling of just I have no desire to do anything anymore because I'm just done how do we prevent that
1: burnout is something that I find can take some of us by surprise Mm -hmm. like we're just going 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 and then all of a sudden it hits like lightning and you're done yeah you're just down for the count for however long because you just pushed way too much one of the things that we can do to prevent that burnout is taking that self-care time and taking it a step further and really showing ourselves self-worth. Now, self-care is a big thing that we all talk about and we all know so much about it. And I'm sure everyone's doing something for self-care, right? They're drinking their tea, they're taking their showers, they're going for their walks by themselves. It's a big piece of... Being a mom right now is your self-care, but you need to take it a step further and you need to give yourself self-worth by valuing what you're doing. You're not just going through the motions of drinking the tea after the kids go to bed or taking the extra long shower. You're giving yourself and feeling in the moment the ability to relax and you're believing it and you're telling yourself that you deserve it. Yeah, Because so much of this self-care is great, but it's physical. We need to worry about the mental side of it, too. If you're taking a bubble bath or taking that long shower, but your head is negative and you're telling yourself, I should be doing the dishes right now. yeah, You can't enjoy that self-care time because you're constantly at yourself with it with the negative thoughts. So one of the things that you can do to prevent burnout is to really recenter how you talk to yourself. One of the things that I coach about is if you wouldn't say it to your kid or to your best friend or to your spouse, why are you saying it to yourself? We need to stop bullying ourselves internally and mentally and really support ourselves and say, I deserve this. I deserve to take a break. And I got my three things done for the day if you need to validate it. I got my stuff done. I can take my hour and I can do this tonight. It's not a negative thing. And by changing our mindset around how we talk to ourselves, we can really change how we respond to events that happen and help prevent a lot of this burnout. Now, that's more that mental side of it. But when you're talking about you know, your self-care, there's a lot of things that you can go through and that you can do. And that's all going to depend on you as a person for what you want to do and how you want to do it. So I'm not going to really go into a bunch of examples of that because we can all go on Pinterest and find 20 million things that we can do for our self-care. But that self-worth and that Mm self-talk is a really good way to kind of start and build that self-care routine from the ground up. It gives you that foundation and helps validate those experiences for you a little bit more so that you can prevent these feelings of burnout. And another big piece with burnout that I'll talk on really quick is time management and giving yourself that schedule. You can't work every time the kids are asleep. I did that my first year. You napped, I worked. You slept at night, I worked. And really quickly, you get burned out because you're not doing anything else in that free time. Mm -hmm. You don't have the kids necessarily around you, but working. So you need to find that balance and you can't work at every sleep time. And that was me, like I said, that first year. You'd go to bed at seven and I'd work until 10 you can't do that seven days a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to take a couple days off to give yourself that time so i think just remembering that as well is a big piece that you don't need to and you can't work 24 7 or you can't work every time the kids asleep you need to take time for yourself too Yeah, I totally agree. And I think one thing
0: that's worked really well for me and my husband, we try to give each other one day a week where it's like, it's mommy night. So he's in charge of the kids and I get to go do whatever the heck I want. So I'll go to the gym and just like sit in the hot tub. I'll read a book. I'll lay in bed and watch my crappy TV shows, um, whatever (laughs) I want to do. And then he gets his night where he gets to do the same thing. So that's worked really Well, too, and like having that time for the self care. But I love how you took that a step further, too. Like, you have to be present when you're doing those things and understand that you deserve to take a pause and take a rest and pour back into yourself. Because if your cup is not full, you can't pour into others and you can't pour into your business. So, yeah, definitely, definitely agree with you. Yeah. That's great that you guys take those nights off like that. I love that. Yeah. It has been like a game changer since we started. Doing oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so can you share with my listeners one of your favorite home management tips that will help them kind of get a little bit more time back for their business and or their family?
1: Yeah. Something that you can do to create more time in your day is a little bit that we've talked about already with giving yourself freedom in your schedule mm-hmm. and then having that to-do list so you always feel accomplished right those are some some of those bigger pieces but there are going to be those days and those things that you have to schedule out like a client call you have to have that scheduled out and know when it is you need to find that balance between what's scheduled and what isn't and then with that with those pieces that are not scheduled you need to be able to prioritize your time and ignore all the distractions. Mm -hmm. And what I have found is having those repetitive tasks that you need to do um, kind of organize a little bit more in batching. And we talk a lot about batching on the business side, but we don't talk a lot about batching on the home side. And that's something that I've started implementing myself and with my coaching clients is batching in the home front. So for example. Right now, (laughs) as we speak, I am doing like five loads of laundry today. And that's just what I decided to do. Where I did not do any laundry over the weekend. And I'm doing all of this laundry right now. I'm not folding it. I'm literally washing five loads of laundry and making myself this huge mountain. And what's going to happen is when my husband comes home tonight and the kids are in bed, we are going to have. Like that couple time we're going to watch whatever tv show that we both like right now we're going to sit down maybe we're going to talk kind of connect a little bit and we're going to fold the laundry together what that allows is so much i'm able to feel like i'm getting the laundry done throughout the day without it actually interfering with my time to work and then it's also forcing in some ways my husband and i to have that connection because sometimes we just get lost and we don't connect with our spouse as much or we're not talking on a deeper level. It's who took care of the kids today? Is it your turn to do baths? Are you making dinner? What about the, the, law, the dishes? <laughs> so it gives us that opportunity to slow down and connect again a little bit more. And then we're also getting a task done. And that to me is a huge piece. So thinking about ways that you can batch in your home and still make it, something that's maybe a social event or something a little bit more fun. The other things that you can do for a little bit of home management is getting your kids involved. What can they do to help out? Explain to them what you're doing and have them participate. I have younger kids. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and a a newborn. So things are a little bit different where my three-year-old's learning how to communicate and he's learning how to participate, but he wants to and he wants to help. That's his big thing. I help. I help. So trying to find things that he can do that are helpful for me and also for him. So going to the toys and cleaning up at the end of the night, turn it into a game. And we will, I will pull up my phone and we will do a stopwatch and we'll see who can pick up all the hot wheel cars the fastest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we turn it into games. So it's just taking those different tasks that you have to do around the house and turning them around And thinking about different ways to do them and making them easier to do for you. And then setting up your day accordingly. like I said, with the laundry. You can do the same thing with the dishes. Run the dishwasher when you go to bed at night. Unload it in the morning when you first get up and you're making breakfast. Figure out that schedule for what works for you. Maybe it's running it in the morning and changing it at lunchtime. It's figuring out your day and how you can take these home tasks that you have to do every day, every couple days, and turn them around into these batched projects to make it easier for you to manage. Now, my last one that I always like to tell people about is meal prepping. I, I love meal prepping <laughs> so much. I really got into it with my first pregnancy because I wanted meals prepped for those first couple of months, and I just became obsessed with it. So especially for winter, I like to prep as many meals as I can because there's so much going on that we're doing or it's cold and it gets dark so fast that the energy isn't there Mm -hmm. always to cook. So I'm always telling people, if you can meal prep, meal prep. You're making dinner tonight, you have the extra ingredients, double the recipe. (laughs) Make the extra chicken, throw in the extra bit of meatballs, whatever it is that you're doing, just make a little bit more and freeze it or have it again later that week. One of my favorite things to do is make a couple pounds of chicken in the slow cooker. And then I can use that chicken for like 20 different recipes, which is huge. So meal prepping is a game changer as well. So you can always find a lot of really great recipes and things online. Otherwise, I always have some great tips for different meal prep that people can do at home as well. And it's just a huge, huge time saver. Yeah, definitely. I want to point out what you said about like having
0: your kids help you with the mm-hmm. home tasks. I think a lot of times we think as moms, like we have to do it all of on our own. And then we get frustrated that nobody's helping us, but we don't even ask them to help us. And getting your kids involved, like you said, they want to help. I have a three-year-old too. She loves helping me with the laundry. She's getting more interested mm-hmm. in cooking. And yes, it takes longer, but you're you're pouring into your kiddos with the goal of one, spending time with them, but two, you're training them to learn that task. So maybe in the future, you can hand it off completely to them. And then you're saving time there as well. So not only are you getting to connect more with your kids, you're saving yourself time in the long run. So yeah, I love that.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. I like that she likes to cook. My three-year-old likes to cook as well and we're learning how to listen when it comes to the stove <laughs> yes <laughs> it's a little yeah. scary for me at times but he's trying so hard yeah they're not to make pancakes right now so it's great oh yeah mine i haven't
0: tried the stove with her yet but she likes to help me bake a lot so she'll help me mm-hmm. make the ingredients and everything and i just got her this yeah. really cute like kid friendly it's wood knife
1: thing that she can use and she likes to use that okay. to help me cut like produce and whatever Oh, I have to look that up. Yeah, that would be great because that's definitely a scary part. I don't let him use the knives yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll let him stand like at the griddle <laughs> and help me flip the pancakes, which he's learning. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> so I want to ask you a
0: question that I ask every guest that comes on this podcast. And it's if someone wanted to start their Ditch the Classroom journey, but they just felt too overwhelmed, what would you tell them?
1: Baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> Take it slow. If you're overwhelmed by it, make that to-do list with it. Turn it into manageable steps on a piece of paper that you can see and then check off those little pieces, those bite-sized pieces that you need to do so you can feel accomplished. So step one, you're going to listen to the podcast and you're going to learn everything that you need to learn. Step two, you're going to do the workshop. And then you're going to implement whatever it is that you're learning, taking it in baby steps so that you feel like you're getting something done. And then eventually you're going to have this huge business and you're going to be so glad that you at least started when you did. Yeah. Amen to that. I think um, I talk about
0: this a lot in my book that's coming out this month called Teacher Turned... There's that quote where you can't eat, a whole elephant in one bite, you have to eat it in in baby steps, baby bites. And that's Mm -hmm. how we have to approach like a big goal. You have to break it down into those manageable, smaller tasks. And then take the moment to celebrate when you get those little tasks done, not just the big thing too.
1: Yes, absolutely. I love that. That's a great analogy with the elephant. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has
0: been such a great conversation, Jessa. It's been a blessing to have you on the show. Where can my listeners come and connect with you, learn more from you and all the things?
1: You can connect with me on Instagram at underscore Jessa Ray. Uh, There's also my podcast, which is caught up in motherhood. And I'm also on Facebook. So all the social platforms, um, but otherwise, Instagram and the podcast are probably the best places to find me and to connect. Awesome. Awesome. And for those of you listening, I will have all of those resources linked
0: for you in the show notes so you can get connected with Jessa. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today and just learning from Jessa. Like I said, it's been so great having you here and we will see you next time. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I'd love to bless you with a free gift as a thank you. All you have to do is leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot and send it to podcast at ditchtheclassroom.com. I'll send you a code so you can snag my ditch the classroom toolkit for free. And don't forget to come hang out with us in our free community, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ditch the classroom. I'm so honored to support you in your journey to becoming a virtual assistant. Until next week, y'all, keep following the dreams that were placed on your heart so you too can ditch the classroom.